Hey, it's Delvin. You might know me as the Dark Web from the Longbox Crusade. Yeah, let me tell you a little bit about what you're going to be listening to. This has come out to play. It's a New Warriors podcast based on the 1990s series, The New Warriors. The New Warriors ran 75 issues. And Jared, you might know him as Death Probe, possibly the yard sale artist. Jared and I are covering all 75 of these issues and we're doing it on YouTube channel. Since we have an awesome DJ and Pat Sampson, AKA DJ Cristados, he's gonna take these and he's gonna strip the audio from the YouTube recordings that we do every second Tuesday of the month, by the way, if you wanna listen there. He's gonna take those recordings and he's gonna just give you the audio recording. So if you're a little bit busy, like most people are from time to time, you have an extra opportunity to be able to just listen to the audio. So a little bit of a warning. It's going to be a little bit rough as, you know, some of the things are going to be comments and stuff that happen right in that moment. But you still get to listen to some New Warriors goodness. Have fun. And remember, New Warriors come out to play. Come Out to Play, a New Warriors podcast is streamed live in front of an internet audience. You can join in on the live stream and chat every second Tuesday of the month on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Just search for and follow Longbox Crusade. I got cans. cans. Clap, clap your hands where it's at. <laughs> but that—that's we're gonna have to we're gonna have to work on that. Sweet peas, <laughs> cut green beans. Nice. Libby's was on sale. They were forty nine cents a can, so stocked up. Can't go wrong with Libby's, huh? Can't. No, good stuff. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. All right. Looks like it's just you and me tonight on the live stream, so you know, we can do what we want. Do whatever you want. <laughs> we might not even talk New Warriors. <laughs> Let's talk some freaking um, Shogun Warriors. I don't even have the book. We can talk about it. Oh, look at look at us, our matching cups. And yours still has the sticker on it. You're just hoping Kathy tunes in. You're just hoping Kathy tunes in with that sticker. Look, look, she'll, she'll look if she, if she ever gets over to the house, she can take the sticker off. Oh, man, what's up with you and Jason? I, always trying to get Kathy to your houses. <laughs> you have a better chance than I than I do. And I tell you what, may, maybe I got some Tervis, you know, endorsement money coming in on the side, and people just don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that Tervis money. You got that Tervis money. <laughs> You know, got to get a side deal going with this podcast thing. <laughs> okay, everybody, welcome to Come Out to Play, a New Warriors podcast. I am Delvin. Some call me the Dark Web in other circles. <laughs> and in case you're new to the show, welcome and come play with us as we talk about Marvel Comics, the New Warriors. And let me introduce to you my warrior in arms, my compadre. 
the Nova to my Night Thrasher. His name is Jared Albrick, sometimes known as Death Probe. Yard sale audience, y'all yard sale audience? No, the yard sale artist <laughs> came back. I mean, because I saw the banner. Yeah. Once, Jared Albrick. yeah. Once a guy on the internet makes you some really nice wooden signs, you're kind of locked into that <laughs> for life. <laughs> so. it, it, was, it was nice. Oh, I don't Black know if you have this. Black Belt Black Chris. Belt Chris. Now I need to listen to the rest of that um, uh, action film face-off. Mm, it comes highly recommended. Uh, but I started listening to it. Need to listen to the rest of it. Oh, yeah. Forgot the other nickname. Hot Nuts. Hot Nuts. There we go. All right. Hot Nuts. <laughs> if I wasn't hot. busy retweeting our stream right now, I might even play Hot Nuts. <laughs> it's better to have small nuts than no nuts, <laughs> no nuts at all. At all. <laughs> We learn. This is what we learn. That is an important lesson to learn. Do you have a question to ask me, Jared? I do. I do. Hang on. Oh boy. Uh, I had a I had a New Warriors related question for the from the issue, and uh, now I can't remember what it was. Oh, okay. So, oh, this this issue it seems like they got some nemeses. Nemesis. That was the plural on that. <laughs> it's one of those. All yes. right. Um, have you ever faced your greatest nemesis? And if so, how did that go down? <laughs> huh. Okay. All right. All right. I have, I guess, a current nemesis, I guess. I mean, that's kind of a strong term, but I, I could I could call him that, even though I will not name him because I don't okay. know who was watching the show. And uh, this person didn't seem particularly keen in my jujitsu development. Oh, um, yeah. And just for whatever reason, uh, any time that we had to roll together was a little bit more aggressive than he had to be. Generally, an aggressive person in general, but was aggressive towards me. Found out the person was talking about me behind my back and stuff. Mm. And so, I would say the answer to the question is yes. I did face him. Even though I didn't, you know, you know, say I heard you were saying bad words about me. I heard you were mm. whack, and he was like, no. I was whack. and he was like, oh yeah, I was. It, it's, it didn't happen like that, but what happened was this person um, left and went uh, moved to a, another state entirely, and they kind of did this thing where they had like an open mat for him and everything, and so he had his own little area where he could bring people in, and so all I did was I stepped in his circle. Mm. And gave him the opportunity for like one last role. The person is a couple of belts above me, could kick my butt, no doubt about it. And never even looked my way, never even would acknowledge me. But what I did was what I did was at least step in his circle and say, Look, I'm here. Like you can roll with me. I know you can kick my butt. So kick it. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he didn't do it. So I at least look Mm -hmm. the nemesis in the face and did what I could. Okay, no, I like that. I like that. I that's how I dealt with a, a bully in high school, actually. You were bullied in high school? Yeah, when I was brand new in tenth grade, when I was new to, to Daleville, there was this guy who he was real big. He looked like he was twenty seven years old. <laughs> and, uh, he might have been a teacher. I'm not sure. And and he he like flick food at me during lunch and stuff like that. And I let that go for about two days. And on the third day, I just went over to him and I told him, I said, Listen, I said, You're bigger than me and you can certainly beat me up and uh, this is exactly what I said, by the way. And I, you could probably make T-shirts that say, I beat up Jared, and everybody would be real proud of you. But if you don't stop, we're going to fight. And here's the thing. You better be ready to do it every day. Every day. I won't stop. 
<laughs> and he said, all right, and left me alone. <laughs> so I stepped in his circle. <laughs> and that's how I dealt with it. I was like, I don't care if I lose, but you're going to have to do it every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, respect to that. No, man, I don't think you've ever even told me that. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm surprised. I never, if never you messed that number on you over all these years. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, that's crazy. And yeah, <laughs> hopefully that, you know, I was going to say something like bad about the dude's profession, but I don't want to look down on anyone's profession, but I hope that dude steps on the nail today. How about that? Oh, unless he did better. Go ahead. Keep oh, I was just going to say, I, while we were doing that, we got some check-ins from Kathy, who has yet to see your sticker. I'm certain or she would have said something. Mm. Auburn Elvis came in late, so he missed the bottles. <laughs> I'll do them again just for Auburn Elvis, because I didn't have bottles. So oh, Elvis. I can recreate it. Hold on. Hold on. Come out to play. <laughs> I had canned peas and green beans today. We're getting Sponsored closer. Closer. Yes, yeah, by Libby's. Libby's. To go with all your new warriors' needs. Living <laughs> <laughs> uh, the vegetable of the 90s. Who <laughs> <laughs> got Courtney here and uh, Scooniel, who uh, says your Arkansas Tech Cup is missing the team. <laughs> uh, it is. It I is. like the loyalty. I give him that. I, I like his loyalty. And Courtney asks, am I in my new house? The answer mm. is yes. Uh, if the background is a little bit different, I don't have any posters hanging up. I do have bookcases in the room now i'm probably going to knock over everything to try and show you guys mm, that but not fancy the bookcases that were in the front room are now in the office there went the phone pay no attention to that it didn't <laughs> hit my foot so that's good and yeah so things are looking up oh my um wife also put the uh sword that i had in the office she put the sword in there and it's like now like the centerpiece on the mm. front of the desk and so she, she Interesting. I just hung up my old sword that I got from my Air Force unit out in my building yesterday. So nice. we're very sword, like we're sword oriented now. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I had that sword since uh, 2009 when I left San Antonio. Uh, I got it from my Taekwondo Academy. Oh, okay, and cool. it was really cool. Means a lot. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool stuff. I guess uh, now we should talk about We've had a good discussion about confronting our nemesis. I didn't know right. my question was going to go so deep today. <laughs> I know, right? You know, like 30 minutes later, it did. <laughs> I just covered my chest people, people in the chat are like, so, New Warriors, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We should probably talk about New Warriors. Let's do that. Uh, Let's do exactly that. Let's do that. Come out to play as a chronicling of the 1990 series, The New Warriors. The first volume of New Warriors ran 75 issues, and that's what Jared and I are going to cover. And I discover my love for the series, or rediscover it, and Jared will find his. And we share our love and joy with the listening audience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Grab your skateboards, audience. grab your bucket helmets. It is time to play. Shall we bring up the cover, Jared? Sure enough, I can do that. Here is your cover. Oh, wow. Check that out. I move over to my, my cover spot right over here oh, by the let microphone. Me, let me make sure I'm... Dude, did we get it right the first time? We got oh, it right we... the first time. Four <laughs> episodes and we did it. We did it. We are getting better. Yes. All right. The cover credits to this cover go to Mark Bagley and Larry Malstead. And we should talk about it. So what do you think about it, man? 
Let's see here. I like it because it has lots of characters in action and introduces some new characters. Very representative of the book and definitely was intriguing. Like if I saw this on the rack, especially if I had picked up one, two and three. That's right. I would be very keen to get four because it's like the big question between one, two and three is who's going to sort of be the team or the person to truly challenge the new warriors. And it looks yeah. like we got our first taste of that. That's my initial thought. Yeah. My initial thoughts on it are, you know, we've talked about covers being too busy and this cover has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, eleven 11, mm. characters on it. And somehow, somehow it's not busy. No, he left and a lot of uh, white there, which helps, I think. Yeah, and sometimes we'll not for not having a background. I don't think lack of a background made a difference here. I think uh, the white accentuated the characters, which is exactly what you were talking about. How we were wondering who the new warriors were going to face, who were going to be their enemies, and looks like this group here, Cyanex, is going to be it. And it's intriguing enough where you're like, okay, looks like they have them matched up. Looks like uh, new warriors have their assignments, and how's that going to turn out? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I dig it. I dig it. Looking at the comments real quick, uh, Courtney says that it grabs at her. And I agree. It's it's a good cover. And the interesting thing is, like, some of the images in the book that we're going to get to, like, I think Mark Bagley really starts stretching his legs on that. Like, there was an image of Cap that was in there. And Cap and mm. Eden, like, main character in the book, they were just, mm. he was just brought up in a storyline, and it was so good. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> if I selected that for our images to discuss tonight. We'll just I bet you did. We'll just have to I bet you did. Like, I, I know we have hive mind sometimes, and I bet we had hive mind on that. So, yeah. Yep. And I got the original cover here. I actually made, oh, I made, I had to take the stuff out of my comic book tombs. I have these big old containers, you know that. And I had to take all of them out and put them back in boxes and actually had the common sense to mark the box that had the new warriors in it. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, wow. When it came time for like the podcast that I wouldn't have to be like, oh, where the hell is it? What's going on? <laughs> the I actually, I actually remember. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pack them. You Yeah, it, it worked out. It worked out. Uh, that Amazing Spider-Man and Transformers, I set all those boxes aside. So I would make sure that I would have stuff to talk about. But yeah, we should rate the cover. Of all right. The book. All right. We do one to 10 nightsticks. He even called them Eskrima in the in the book at one yeah, point. I know yeah. that. He called it Eskrima. It didn't have an A on the end. I was wondering if that's singular versus plural or if I've been spilling it wrong my whole life. I don't know. Uh, good question. I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Either way, whatever you want to call them, one to ten of those is what we're rating to cover. And what do you what do you rate this cover? This I'm, Bagley and Malstead masterpiece. First of all, let me do my job better. There, now I've switched the banner properly. <laughs> Second of all, let me just click on another thing, which is going to slightly remove the banner. But Courtney said it for me. Courtney gave Ooh. it a nine, and I agree. I think this is a real strong nine cover. Uh, definitely knocking on 10 level. Like, I mean, if they made a poster of it, yeah, I'd probably, mm-hmm. it it's pretty cool. I mean, I don't know how much, uh, legs the Cyanex have. 
I mm-hmm. assume they will be a thorn in the new warrior sides for issues to come, but hey, I'll find out along the way. If they are a standard group of villains that we will see repeated over and over again, it might be Ted worthy, you know? Yeah. So we, I'm at an eight. Okay. I'm at an eight. So I'm not going to see him again. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but, but we're right there. Like, I, looking at the cover, like, first of all, like, I get the, and I've mentioned this before, the early, um, not Uncanny X-Men, they were just X-Men at the time, the early X-Men vibes where every issue they felt like, especially the early ones, they felt like they needed to have every hero on the cover. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As they find out which ones the fans love the most, which ones the fans mm, like, okay. and But they made sure everyone is on there. Um, no ropes or no rings were given a swing from, but no, was, no, no, no imaginary rings, but <laughs> still very much a good cover. And I mean, you know how much I like Mark Bagley, so it doesn't take that much for me to uh, geek out. So I'm trying to reserve a little bit. I think okay, I, went, I geeked out because, you know, I like Bagley. If you're his number one fan, I'm probably his number two. Who who does number two work for? <laughs> Mark Bagley. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. All right. All right. Let's see. Um, Is it time? Want to read the cover credits? Are we yeah. going to get that right this time? <laughs> I, I got the banner up in time. I guess it's time to talk about the creative team uh, for this issue. We're going to be doing New Warriors number four. It's on sale. Date was August 28th, 1990. Uh, I had just gotten back from uh, Germany at that point. Nice. Its cover date was October of 1990. Cover price was $1. Let's all take a minute to reflect on comic prices of long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the funny part is I bet we could all remember our parents going, a dollar for a comic? Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, oh, little did they know where this was headed. Right? <laughs> comic books are basically four times that much now. Three uh, or four times that much. Yes, three or four, sometimes five. The story was written by Fabian Nicieza, and I noticed on the inside first page, which we may look at momentarily, uh, it said story was actually by Fabian and Mark together. Mm -hmm. Uh, But anyway, Fabian's the writer, Mark's the penciler. Inks is Larry Malstead. The color is Andy Yankus. I don't know how he can Yankus. Does he even know us? (laughs) 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 The letterer was Michael Heister. And Joe Rosen. We've come across Joe Rosen on some some Chronicles issues. So dude's been lettering for a while. Long time. Yes. And the editor is Danny Fingeroth, which, as I know, uh, has a character that represents him in the Transformers comics. Who's that? I'm not going to remember his name in the comic now. They what? Changed you don't remember? They changed it just enough. Like the first time you guys read it on Transformers Chronicles, one of the podcasts on Longbox Crusade Network, we recommend you listen to it. The first time you read his name, I was like, that's got to be a Danny Fingeroff reference. <laughs> What's yeah, his name? He was uh, Donnie Finkelberg. Donnie Finkelberg. <laughs> and uh, he was the robot master. The robot master. Yes. All right. So anyway, that's your creative team. We got that from Mike's Amazing World. I'll check in with the comments real quick before we move on. Yeah. Courtney agreed with our dollar days gone by. And old Schooneal, whose real name I always have to remember. He has to remind me in the comments. I think it's Scott. Yeah. Uh, Said he was 10. So that was big money. That's true. 
If you're 10 years old in 1990, that was big money as a dollar. So, I was uh, just talking to one of my best buddies, uh, Henry. You met him at the wedding all mm-hmm. those years ago. Uh, yeah. And, and we were talking about how when I met him, we were in high school. And that was like very shortly after the 1990. And he would go and ask his dad for like, you know, $20, which was big time money. And a lot of times, yeah, a lot of times like he and I would split like an extra value meal from McDonald's, like, cause that was big eating, mm-hmm. eating at mm-hmm. McDonald's in high school. And we would have to split the extra value meal. And now I'm showing people bookcases and stuff. Look at my bookcases. bookcases. <laughs> if he pays us a little more down, it's half a value meal. <laughs> That's how you afford bookcases, people. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Awesome. Let me I get- think it's your job. Yeah. To do the story, right? There we go. It I is. I got the banner. It is. And he's got the banner and I've got the synopsis. The title of this book is Gene Tech Potential. Mm. You know, we don't have to make every synopsis a long one, do we? The New Warriors break into Gene Tech facility and immediately get ambushed by the superhero team Cyanex and get their butts kicked. A late arriving speedball turns the table and the New Warriors get their revenge on the Gene Tech created team. But the Warriors can't do much about it because they were the ones who did the breaking in, and so they leave. <laughs> Will Cyanex return? Probably. Have we seen the last of Gene Tech? Probably not. And who was that person on the last page? I was going to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about it, but, uh, you know, you are mixing the ones and the twos on the stream yard, so... <laughs> You can bring up something first. You're good. You're bad. You're whatever. Let's All right. We'll talk about it. I'll do a first. I'll do an overall good before we get into the page thing. I also want to know why Albert Elvis disappeared from the chat. Was it the cans that ran? <laughs> <laughs> he said All the cans and just this piece. He actually out. said there's low rent and then there's that. Well, but speaking <laughs> of, speaking of rent, have you tried delicious Libby's canned vegetables? <laughs> <laughs> trying to get a sponsorship anyways uh my favorite thing about this issue was its briskness like a a fair amount went on we met a Mm -hmm. boatload of new characters and i felt like it just flew by like like the story was very brisk and i really really like that oh okay auburn elvis is playing DD right now to that i say D&D's nuts. D&D's nuts. But yes, I hope he's winning. I have a level 47 Wolf Rider Paladin with plus six charisma on holy ground. You, you can't have a level Paladin like that on holy ground, Jared. Mm. Oh, then I'm just a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> that we know the setups and still do it. Like, yeah, and then we're going to swing right back into New Warriors. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It was a, a a brisk read, and that was my first high. And I'll go to you. Do you have a high or low for your – not that we have two rounds. We have as many as we want, but what's, right. your, what's your burning one? I tell you what, man. I can riff off of that. You're right. This story got right to it. Like from page one, they're like, we need to find out about the Cyanex team. Like the Mad Thinker in the last issue told us mm-hmm. that – oh, not Cyanex, Gene Tech. Gene we need Tech. to find out more about Gene Tech because – Apparently, Gene Tech hired this dude to gather information about us. I don't like the sound of that, so let's do a little bit of research. Mm-hmm. Let's break into this place and find out what's going on, even though some members of the team had reservations 
for doing so, they all agreed that it was the right thing to do. And it set off on a pretty brisk adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll add one more thing that you don't usually see in books very often, especially a 22 page where they divided the book into chapters. Yeah. The old chapter break routine. Yeah. That's kind of a, uh, I consider it an old school thing. Kind of nice to see it come back. Um, definitely cool. Definitely cool. Uh, I'm going to take what you said and lead into one of my favorite things about the book. Mm. Excuse me. And that was, I liked how thought out it was. If this was a comic from maybe just even a few years before in the 80s, it was 1990, in the 80s, Mm -hmm. I don't know there's a lot of writers that would have taken the time to uh, look at it from sort of the gene tech point of view. Like, they're literally breaking and entering, and they don't really have a reason to. Gene tech's not breaking any laws uh, that we know of at this point. And so, like, it was neat to see the team was, like, hesitant and they they'd done their research. They got the the layout from the city planners, which ended up being erroneous, which threw a wrench in their plans. And they they practiced breaking in and all this stuff. And at the end of the day, it's like I mean, I'm certain. I mean, Batman does it all the time, right? He breaks into places he's not supposed to be, but he's mm-hmm. good at it. <laughs> 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 they are not good at it, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and that, that's what made it fun, I think. <laughs> yeah, and not only were they not good at it, I mean, they confronted like their first sign of danger and they all fell quickly. Like yeah. it was it wasn't even like they got a few blows in, all of them were just like bloop, 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 bloop. <laughs> the element just, of surprise worked well against them. Yeah, very very well. Very well. Let's see. Uh Scott was saying, I wonder if uh, that of uh, the chapters came from Bagley, as I can't remember any other New Warriors issues broken up that way. Good question, man. Oh. I <clears throat> it's, It definitely stuck out to me as unique. I saw it and was just like, chapter one? Huh. That's interesting. So, yeah, maybe they just thought it was something interesting and they just kept it in that way. But I thought that was cool. I would agree. I would agree. I liked it. Like I said, if she got cool. here. Uh, I guess I can go with starting to bring up images now because I kind of got my big ones out of the way. <laughs> go for it. Uh, so let's go with our first image. And it is page one. Okay. And I brought this up for a reason. I found an interesting omission. Did you notice an interesting omission in page one? Yeah, you didn't know there was a pop quiz coming, did you? I did not. What's your omission? If you read the very, very first thing, Night Thrasher, mysterious weapon against crime. Name a a hybrid Atlantean, Kid Nova, the human rocket, Firestar, mutant master of radiation, speedball, bouncing bundle of energy. Together, they're the next generation of super team excitement, the new warriors. There's no Marvel, boy. There's no Marvel. <laughs> he got left the F out, and he's in the drawing. <laughs> I was like, okay, so speedball doesn't make the drawing, but we, we find out why later. Yep. It's hard to get from Connecticut to where they need him to be on time. And they completely omitted Marvel Boy from their roster. So I thought that was just mildly amusing. I gotcha. Understood. I thought you were going to say something like, you know, how the heck did Night Thrasher get out of the helicopter and not break (laughs) every bone in his body? He's clearly falling to his death. (laughs) 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 Like, I don't think that a skateboard is going to save him there, but, you know. (laughs) You know, hey. Uh, I will also say that, again, I, I noticed that Fabian Nicieza and Mark Begley were both creditor, credited as storytellers. We talked about that. And yep. it, it's kind of, I'm always kind of fascinated by superhero support teams. 
And this one, let us see. Oh, gosh. What's his name? The pilot. Cord. Cord. Thank you. Let Mm -hmm. us see a little bit of Cord, which I think is cool. Uh, Nobody out there steal this idea because I've had it for a while now. I've I've often had the idea of writing a comic book um, strictly about the support teams behind superheroes and how the support team becomes a team of their own. And uh, I always thought that was a good idea. So nobody steal that because I might do that. Uh, <laughs> sometime soon. Basically, if you could imagine like a team up of behind the scenes while the superheroes are off doing big things, like a team up of like, say, Alfred and Mary Jane, you know, these type characters. I know I'm crossing, mm-hmm. you know, Alfred, Mary Jane, people like Cord, you know, all sort of teaming up behind the scenes. I always thought that'd be fun to write. So I might do that one day, but we're not here to talk about what I wrote. I just circling back. I think Cord is cool, as is I promised myself I was going to memorize these names, too. Are you talking about tie? Tie. And I, and that's how I was supposed to remember it. You tie the cord and it fell right out of my head. So, yeah, I, I think tie is fascinating as well, too. So I definitely want to know more there. I, I'm glad that Fabian is is metering that out to us. It's interesting. I don't know if you brought the page up, but later on in the story, as they introduce Speedball, you have Ty kind of sitting there. and She's thinking to herself, why am I doing this? Like, I'm playing this role of like this you know, doddering maid, and, you know, that's not who I am. Oh, who is she? I know. I want to know more about her. I want to know more about Court. Looks like there's something to be learned about Ty, and there's something to be learned about Cord. Mm-hmm. So this was an interesting issue in that while it was relatively straightforward, they definitely snaked off in a few directions real quick. They opened the door real quick, and then a little bit of light shone through, and then it closed the door. Over the door, they didn't quite get on the floor. No, I suspect there's a dinosaur somewhere. <laughs> possibly, possibly, <laughs> but not quite yet. And so, for instance, like one of those is during the ambush, Night Thrasher was attacked, and he had this flashback to his parents. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. But he couldn't but remember, remember their faces. Yeah, their faces. Something's going on there. That seems weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. While we ponder that, I want to welcome Rick Heineken and Doom Mega to the show. Doom Mega gave us mad shoutouts. But yeah, that yeah. is interesting. That is interesting. There's, I, I like how, again, this was a brisk read, introduced a whole bunch of new characters, but didn't feel too heavy-handed. And like you said, it, it planted a couple extra seeds. And those those little extra seeds is really what keeps me reading comics. Those are the little, the little, those little details is why mm-hmm. I like... Um, Sequential comics. Yep, yep, yep. Let's see. What else you want to talk about? I could I could lead this discussion, but I'm interested to see what you thought about well, in this. All right. If you're good on this page, I'll bring up my next page that I that caught my attention. And oh, it's the Captain America page. <laughs> nice. Before you get to that, Scott made a very good comment. And he said, I love how they get beat, but we never see the characters beating them, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which spoke very well to that ambush to where they were coming in and out with those attacks and new warriors had no idea what was hitting them. So, yep, totally agree with that. I 100% agree as well. Uh, let's see. What page is that? Okay, that's that's pretty deep into the book. That's page uh, content, page nine. So that I just pulled up. This is actually after they've been beaten. And this is when... Uh, Harmon Ferments Ferments tells his backstory, and I liked it for two reasons. One, classic Captain America. 
even though they ran the risk of what I've talked about on our other podcasts of you never put a more interesting character in the book that you have. Because <laughs> you're like, oh, Captain America. Like, but no, no, it's New Warriors. But no, but it's a cool old school cap drawn by Bagley. So that's awesome. But what I liked even more was Harmon's story. I thought Fabian and possibly Mark did a real cool thing. I always like it when they can add a character who's been there the whole time. Yeah. But, you know, wasn't there. You know, like they weaved in mm-hmm. a character and not in a ham-handed way to where it made sense. Like this guy's super smart. He was rejected for Super Soldier program. He worked with Reed Richards. Didn't get anything out of that. You know, <laughs> he's just sort of always almost made it guy. And I thought that made it for a fascinating character. And I still don't really know how I feel about him. And that's kind of a cool thing that Fabian did because kind of think he's up to no good. And there's a lot of signs pointing up to he's no good, but I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, you know, the phrase, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. I live. That. Seems, <laughs> it, it, it seems like Harmon uh, and the other gentleman who I'm going to blank on his name right now, Walter Rosen. There we go. Is seems like they have good intentions that they want to ultimately have a better society through science. But in order to further those needs, they created, you know, this these characters in Cyanex. And even they admit it. They're like, yeah, we're not really proud. <laughs> yeah, they, they were both like, well, we tried. Yeah, like we, I mean, we claim them, but like not really claim them. They're kind of our a-hole friends. Like they're friends. <laughs> But like we only hang like together. I don't bring them around other people. Oh, you know, Pat, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> this is the test to see if they watched it. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's interesting. Like it's it, it would be interesting to see what their end goal is going to be because right now you got Cyanex and I don't know like. Mm-hmm. None of those five really necessarily seemed good, you know? I mean, Mm -hmm. because you don't want to say that just because they're fighting the title characters of the book that makes them bad guys. That's not necessarily true. No, they were literally defending their home. Yeah. (laughs) At the end of the day, at the end of the day, we should probably, it should be worth discussing Cyanex for now, you know, since I have the book and, they made a whole page, but before, since that page is up, man, look at that cap, dude. Come look on. at that cap. Come on, man. Tell you what, I'll even turn the banner off so we can see all the cap. It's all big and muscly, and I want to touch them. What, what, hey, what? You, know what? <laughs> you know what? No, I do too, so it's fine. <laughs> fine. But it, it, that is, that's just well-drawn. Leaping off the page, just dynamic. Really, really great. Uh, and then, you know, they introduce Cyanex. You have Coronary. You have Pretty persuasions. Probably my favorite. <laughs> I have to say this story because it, 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 it reminded me of it. Like uh, in Texas, yeah, which I got a page for that. Go ahead. In, in Texas, which you you know you lived in Texas for a little bit, loved mm-hmm. it. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, at the HEB, HEB here, here everything's better. Also, the creator uh, Henry E. Butt as well. Um, anyway, HEB, fantastic grocery store. And their brand of the HEB brand of ice cream is called Creamy Creations. <laughs> Again, I'm 
Right. Exactly. And for whatever reason, when I read Pretty Persuasions, I was reminded of Creamy (laughs) Creamy Creations. (laughs) Of Creamy Creations. There's no jokes to be made around that at all. Right. Like, I mean, not for a mature audience and people such as ourselves. Oh, Um, I'm going to backpedal on our page thing because we got a Scott wanted to chime in. Sure. That's that's a good point. My favorite part of that panel is little Harmon ferments being all sad in the corner. Even the drawing of Harmon is overshadowed. (laughs) Yeah. And you just have to, you know what? In life, sometimes you're the dude. Sometimes you're the dude who knows the dude. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of just have to live with it. Like either you, you, either you spend the rest of your life trying to be that dude or realize that you just happen to be the guy that knows the guy. Yeah. 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 So we got Cyanex, Coronary, Pretty Persuasions, Mathematic, Asylum, and Impulse. Not to be confused with that other Impulse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even though they're both fast. Yes. I'm sure Impulse in DC Universe is faster. Yes. <laughs> in any of it. Really fast. Yeah, he's really fast. This Impulse was like, for some reason, it reminded me of Speed Demon, the Spider-Man villain. Okay. Okay. You remember Speed Demon, right? Uh, when I think Speed Demon, I think of that really cool amalgam book where they cross Flash with Ghost Rider. I'm trying to remember Speed mm. Demon from Spider-Man. I, I almost thought for certain you are going to go with the Michael Jackson song, Speed Demon. Speed Demon. But that's who Impulse uh, reminded me of. So those are the characters who made up Cyanex. Uh, and he's and the... Impulse is the one in the blue and whites. Is that correct? And spiky. Mm-hmm. Blue, okay. Blue, yeah, blue and white. Had spikes on his gauntlet. Spikes on it. <laughs> and actually, Jared, he did yeah, have spikes. He did have spikes on it. <laughs> Use that super speed to actually cut Name Marita, who she was very surprised because she's invulnerable. She's not used to getting uh-huh. cut and damaged uh-huh. like that. So. And I believe that guy was poison. Didn't he poison her as well? Did. (laughs) (laughs) Had had poison on his blades. And so when he sliced her up, the poison got to her, knocked her out for the count. Absolutely. What did you think about Cyanex? Did you have any first impressions of them? Hmm. uh, I guess they're just, they're a little weird. Like I, I didn't immediately quite understand all their power sets but that's probably for the best because we can learn as we go and that probably gives the writer a little room to figure out which way they want to go as well like this basic idea uh that that most impressed to me most impressive uh, i liked and i'm never going to get these names right until we get further along i'm quite certain the one that was much like cloak from cloak and dagger asylum asylum that's right because a former mental patient that's right because the power set, I kind of recognize. I'm a big Cloak and Dagger fan, so I was like, "Oh, it's like mm-hmm. Cloak, like Cloak from Cloak and Dagger." So that was kind of cool. Uh, other than that, like the Math Manic Maniac, mm-hmm. Math it looks like. Yeah, like he, he probably had the most vague power set of all of them. They were like, "Yay, <laughs> math stuff!" But uh, you, you know, you know what it sounded <laughs> like to me. His power set, it's, mm. it sounded like an enormous bong rip. It's like, yeah, man. Sometimes I see stars. 
and they're so close, but they're far away. But then they're far away. And then, like, <laughs> I changed the spatial distance, man. She thinks she like, and I was like, "What, what, what are you talking about?" <laughs> All right, so yeah, agreed. agreed. Uh, Impulse is kind of more of your straightforward. He's basically the Wolverine of the group, if you will. Mm-hmm. It seems like. Then you got Pretty Persuasion, who is like uh, interesting in in you know 1990 to do a more sexually based character in a family friendly Marvel universe. And I think Scott commented on that. He said ten year old him didn't quite get. The power set on the first read. And uh, so it, it was interesting. I, I thought the only thing I thought was like, it's just maybe just a little too convenient. Like that her power set is she was an exotic dancer. I mean, they, they basically said that so they wouldn't say stripper. She was a stripper who yeah. be, became got this real sexual power set. And I'm just like, all right, all right, calm down, John, John Byrne. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, you know uh, you know how Bird loves to draw Storm and, and all that stuff. It's like, right. I felt like, okay, I get where we're going, but like you laid it on very thick on that one. You're going to, you're going to know something. If pretty persuasions winds up becoming like darker all of a sudden, you know, it, <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on, but there's another uh, side of me that I can't contain. <laughs> <laughs> and then you had coronary who, <laughs> made of glass for some reason which i thought was kind of funny because eventually someone just dropped him from a great height that was the end of coronary i'm like well i like i get it i thought he had a cool power set because basically he said you can sort of manipulate your biorhythms and 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 basically your own body's things that it does like he can make you have to go poop real bad or or anything or speed up your heart or whatever but I'm like, yep. but why is he made of glass? <laughs> like, I didn't understand that part, but, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Maybe uh, Bagley I, was a big fan of the Chris Star comics and wanted to draw his own sort of, he looks like a Chris Star character for reals. I, I could, I can totally <laughs> see where you're going with that. Absolutely, <laughs> I can. And, yeah. So, look, I think overall, like, Cyanex, the name as, as a whole is pretty cool. Like, do I okay. think that Cyanex, like, you know, would they have staying power, like, in the today land? And probably not. But at the same time, I do applaud Fabian on some of the ideas there, like, particularly mm-hmm. Pretty Persuasions, uh, because you're right. I mean, very obviously a sex positive uh, woman who was put in the comic book. And so that was a very interesting take. And they're all interesting enough characters. And it's it's and it's like he committed to them because this was the first super team that they faced. But he didn't commit to them. Where even their creators, they were like, yeah, maybe they're maybe they're around, maybe they're not. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, my biggest concern about Cyanex is as I was reading the book, I was like, okay, Cyanex is all right. I, I I could see that this going somewhere. My biggest concern was I read Marvel comics pretty solidly from 1990 to about 2006. And I've never heard of Cyanex. So I'm like, I don't know if they got outside this book, which is right. maybe a shame because there's a lot of potential there. There really is. Yeah. I, you know how it goes. I mean, for a time, Luke Cage was on the shelf forever until Brian Michael, Michael Bendis came along and was like, 
Sweet Christmas. Somebody needs to use this guy. Right. Yeah. That dude, that dude is cool. And we're making him an A-lister. Or for that matter, like Iron Man because of the movies or something like that. The exact same thing. Iron um, Fist. Ed Brubaker brought him back. Uh, Ed Brubaker brought back Bucky in a cool and meaningful way. There's there's yep. always characters waiting for the right creator. Yep. That's And and you uh, we've talked about that in private and in public, probably on the podcast. It, Every character has that writer. There's someone who, if the right time at the right moment, that you can take those characters and people will be like, holy S, this is amazing. And I want I want to read more of this. I mean, heck, right now there's a U.S. Asian comic book. Whoever thought that U.S. Asian would come back as a thing again. I but love sure U.S. Enough, Asian. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I mean, gained some popularity because of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier that just came out. And sure enough, and you know the guy who's writing it right now? It's Chris Priest. Oh, that's hot. I like that. I like that. I always liked U.S. Agent. I always felt like he was the Guy Gardner of the Marvel Universe. (laughs) I kind of like like Guy. It's funny, Kathleen just sounded off. She said, oh, Bucky. And I bet Kathleen learned something today. Without Ed Brubaker, you need to write him a thank you note, Kathy. (laughs) Without Ed Brubaker, he would not have the cool Bucky as we know him today. He would still be D-E-D, dead. <laughs> Very dead. Very dead. And, and the way that he was brought back was brilliant. It was just brilliantly done. Ah, and I see Cisco just checked in the chat. Good to see you, buddy. Well, yeah. He said admitting to reading that much 90s Marvel is quite the confession. <laughs> oh, I read the heck out of it. So oh, did Delvin. Heck yeah. <laughs> I, I will I will never, I could never, even if it costs every comic book bona fides that I have, I read, I grew up reading Marvel comic books in the 1990s. That was me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I even could never that. run away from that. I even got on the image train. I read the image books. All those pouches, man. So many pouches. I read all those pouches. <laughs> Scott, all. once again, comes in with the win and says, uh, they were the initiative team from Maryland. Sinex was. And they participated in the background of the invasion of Asgard during Siege. So they're still around. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for the research. Yeah, that is freaking awesome, Scott. High five on that, dude. So we talked a decent amount about Sinex. And Probably we talked about the fast-paced action. What's that? I said, oh, you switching pages. Page. Oh, and it's the last you went, one. You went to the end. Okay. I went to the end because otherwise it's kind end. of a big long fight scene, which is which is great. But before but, before, there's one thing I wanted to mention because Asylum got his hooks in the night tonight, Thrasher, and it revealed partially some truth that seemed to be I don't know. He couldn't quite see it. Right. Yeah. And another really cool thing I want to tag on to that is that Asylum says the ability to expose your great truth or expose your great lies. And I yep. thought that's a really cool flip on it. Like it is. So you you can't even really trust what psionics shows you. It because you is like, is that a great truth or is that a lie that I've told myself for so long that I believe it type of a deal? <laughs> well, <laughs> I Good feel thing like that you mentioned that. that. <laughs> Good thing that you mentioned that because the other person who Asylum affected was Marvel Boy. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. And Marvel Boy was kind of caught in this whole thing that happened with his dad. That last issue. Last issue. Mm-hmm. Got any thoughts on that? 
No, uh, that one seemed a little more straightforward to me. That seemed like revealing the truth that he still loves his dad and he doesn't want to hurt him, but he also doesn't feel necessarily bad about what he did. And I think that's fair. I mean, he has an abusive father, right? We learned that. And um, if we've learned nothing else from the movie Carrie, uh, being abusive towards somebody with telekinesis is never a good idea. <laughs> Doesn't seem to be, but that one seemed more, seem more straightforward than the one with um, Night Thrasher. But what was your question? Well, the, the question is, is that a truth or a lie? Oh, I mean, it, to me, it felt like a fairly straightforward truth, but I don't know. Now you got me wondering. Yeah. Just figured it was worth bringing up because okay. it was an interesting. It was an interesting side bit that Fabian worked in in a space of about two or three panels, and that's what very very good storytellers do. It's like, okay, I just got to make this little touch point. All right, did it. Little nugget here. All okay. right, let's keep moving. Got to pull. Uh, I have so many nuggets that Delvin's put in my brain over there. I got like a twenty piece nugget from Delvin going on back there. <laughs> mm, twenty piece nuggets. <laughs> Uh, Cisco added said that we're a couple of years younger uh, than he is, and that makes a difference. He was ready to move on from angsty '90s stuff as the decade hit. That's all. Yeah, no, yeah, no argument, no argument there whatsoever. I remember when, of course, 1989, a number of summer hit with Batman, and then Batman went from kind of having the gray and blue from the Brayfogle days to the all black that he donned for a long time and you know i am the knight and then marvel mimicked that with spider-man Spider -Man. bad idea I, I am the spider no you're the friendly neighbor of spider-man <laughs> and at one point he literally wrapped himself in webbing like it was a cocoon to shield himself from and it's just like <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> anyway, so, so he says all that to say this different era, different structure, different folks. Perfectly. Fine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, but let's get to this last page here. Let's. Looks like you know the warriors are flying away, and leading up to the last page, like they broke out. They're like you know they they they, they handed Cyanex a, a little bit of a butt whooping in return, mm -hmm. but they're kind of like oh, there's nothing we can do. Mm -hmm. So. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Well, and they laughed. And, and there's someone mm -hmm. who's taking a gander mm -hmm. at what's going on. And no one in the chat better say a word or you're going to get a knuckle sandwich from me <laughs> uh -oh. if you do. But don't go do spill the about? beans, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> I know what for a fact she's read one comic in her whole life. What do you think? I, I don't wow. know. I saw. It looks like a female hand because of the nails mm -hmm. and the bracelet. I mean, not, you know, not to not to label anybody, but that's just where I'm going with it. Feels like it'd be female. The eyes are green. Um, got some fierce eyebrows. Very fierce. I, Very. I, I can't tell, but I feel inclined like these may be Asian eyes. Might be wrong on that because we are quite zoomed in, but it, they look Asian to me. And it made mm -hmm. me actually think of Thai. And I'm like, is this, is this tie? Okay, that's not right. So I, 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 I feel like, oh, they're in the upper right, the upper right panel. It's looking like they gave some pretty good hints as to who that might be. I don't think you, you're oh, not. Oh, right. oh no, you're right. That's there. It's not Asian. It's Egyptian. Oh, oh. yeah. There we go, Ladi. 
Mm. So they also did a very interesting thing to where back in the 90s, they spotlighted three characters. Like, I mean, they got Namorita's foot in there, but they spotlight three characters. One's Marvel Boy, one's Nova, one's Night Thrasher. Mm-hmm. And we're going to assume that the person is a she. And she says, I wonder if his presence will affect the timing of my plan. After all, he knows all about the meaning of time and what time will mean in time. Time, yeah. I got confused. <laughs> so, yeah. Basically, after I finished that, I was just like, you say go slow. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about, crazy person? But, um, yeah, there's there's definitely another scene planted there. I don't really know where we're going. I can't think of an Egyptian female that springs to mind, but I'm prepared to make a fool out of myself in a later issue and go, oh, why didn't I think of that? Uh, Possibly. And so I'll leave you hanging a little bit, but here's what I will say. It looks like... I almost said it was Catwoman, and that's exactly what Siskoid said. I'm sorry. I always get distracted by the chat. (laughs) The the chat is often distracting. Um, Out of three characters... I will say which one has the most history. I would say Nova. And if it is Nova who has the most history, what enemy does Nova have the most history with? See, I never read Nova, so I don't know. And I'll tell you, I wouldn't have known either. I Mm. know who it is because I read. So if I had read Nova like in the 70s, I'd know who this was. You'd have a very good hint. Yes. Okay. Okay. Fair. Absolutely. So, so there's a decent chance that they'll be revealed and I'll be like, oh, I vaguely know of that person. <laughs> I think so. I think so. And you won't have that long to wait. Okay. All we'll right. go with that. Make sure they update and that update. So you don't have to point it out. <laughs> I kind of do. <laughs> you don't have to be the ne'er-do-well there. I'm going to drink for my sticker so, free cup. So while you're drinking, I'll talk and ask the question. I think we've discovered, we've talked about the book in pretty good detail. I think about the only other thing that I wanted to cover is they kind of hinted a little bit, little bit, again, at Speedball's potential to where yes. He, got, yes. he got his arm stuck. <laughs> and then like he used kinetic energy in such a way that it actually sort of blew up the eye. It kind of reminded me of Flash, how he can blow up things by going through them. Correct. Sorry, I got all excited. You were saying something, but I was like, oh, yeah, I wanted to bring that up, too. And I have one other thing to bring up, but you finish your thought. No. Well, we've already brought it up. The speedball, he used kinetic energy and continued to generate that kinetic energy until it exploded metal, which is a pretty strong feat. Mm -hmm. What was that other thing that you had? I I don't like to say this out loud and in public a lot, but I'm going to say this. I'm agreeing with Auburn Ellis. (laughs) I know, I know, dangerous place to be. But Whoa. man, Night Thrasher is so unlikable. All he talked, I'm a, all he talked about is killing folks all the time, and like to the point where he had to be restrained by his own teammates. Like, dude, relax a minute. Yeah, he's he's still very aggressive and very unlikable right now. So yeah, Auburn Elvis, I'm still on his team. That yeah, I wouldn't want that dude on my team. I want to disagree, but. It definitely was worth it to where, like, 
he had basically subdued impulse, subdued, subdued him, used some cool fighting techniques and like took down a faster opponent and then was still like, wham, I saw what you did to my friend. Wham. <laughs> I, know. Like he, I was impressed with how I beat him. But then he, like you said, he just kind of took it too far. He, he takes it too far. That's kind of his thing, I guess. And mm-hmm. Scott, Scott, again, distracted by the chat. Uh, Scott points out that Firestar actually developed her powers a little bit as well, using the pulse to open the security system. That is so everybody got a little expansion in this one. A little bit of expansion of powers uh, by a few of the folks. And Courtney was called Night Thrasher a sociopath. And I wouldn't quite say he's sociopathic, but I would say that maybe him not being able to fully access his past definitely has him angry he's definitely angry and that is rearing its head at some interesting moments and so thankfully he has a team that is able to hold him back from doing anything um that is too detrimental anyway so look who sauntered into our chat by the way oh i see my boy (laughs) eugene t glover jr Yet another groomsman in my wedding. <laughs> Pretty much all your groomsmen are showing up somewhere in the show at some point. <laughs> That's right. I, I have very good friends, Jared. Um, I know. I'm but, in the club. So. Right? And oh, Scott also mentions a new costume for Nova. Scott wants to be on the show. That's that's what he's saying. Yeah, we need, can be. We need to have we need to have another guest at one point. Anyway, I think we've done four. I don't know. We got to get somebody else on to talk about it. So anyway, we'll get to that. But we can move on to the next section of the book. You know, the ultimate warrior. Da, 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 da. Get that going for us. I get my banners straight here. Ultimate warrior. I got a banner for it. I really do. Boom. Oh, you do. Oh, there we go. Who stuck out in the book to you? Who was the man or the woman who was just the most featured in the book? Man, it is a lot of stuff spread out. So there's a lot of opportunities for this. I'm going to say my ultimate warrior is clearly Captain America. <laughs> that one panel. No, but honestly, you know, it's weird and be very contradictory. Even though I don't like him going over the edge, I thought that Night Thrasher, he had good leadership at the beginning and his his fighting was incredible to defeat a, a higher level powered dude like impulse. impulse and handily like basically he was he was definitely batman at that point he was like i've got your number i know what you're about and now i own you and i thought yes it was like yeah you're fast but you're not good but you're not good yeah <laughs> so yeah. i was like yeah i i'll give it to night thrasher even though big minus there is he's gone over the edge Again, again. So mm-hmm. I, I liked those moments. I think I thought he stood out the most in combat. Um, and and uh, Namor, Namorita, right? Yep. I, I always want to say Namora or Namorita with the Ida. I think. Anyway, she also did acquit herself, but they all did pretty well, especially in the second round. But yeah, I was really impressed with him because, like I said, his opponent was pretty powerful, and he was like, "I got this." So that was cool. Before. <laughs> Before I say mine, Scott says, Marvel Boy, he won a super fight by using his telekinesis to knock out his opponent via orgasm. <laughs> How many heroes can make that claim? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So, 
I'm going to pick Speedball. I like what Fabian did. They, he had a very plausible reason for Speedball being behind. And if it wasn't for Speedball doing what he did to break the New Warriors out in pretty convincing mm-hmm. fashion, he was sort of a distraction. And he sort of led, I can't remember which one of the um, Cyanex team members to destroy the generator that was keeping the uh, Warriors hostage. If it wasn't for that, then the Warriors wouldn't have been able to escape and uh, hand out some uh, tail whooping at the end. All right, we got we got Ultimate Warrior. This is where my Alabama accent has to fade <laughs> <laughs> in the background. We have the Ultimate Warrior, but now we have to worry about the Ultimate Warrior. Who are we worried about? <laughs> Who are we worried about? I'll, I'll go. I always, I always go to you since it's a two-man crew, but I, I'll go. Okay. I mean, four issues in, I could still say I'm worried about Night Thrasher, right? Mm-hmm. I can, because mm-hmm. he's the one whose behavior was the most erratic in the book to where he lost complete focus of the mission at that point. He is the leader. You're the leader. you got to stay on mission more than anything else. And as we've been reading back in the day with the X-Men, that's the one thing Cyclops never did. Cyclops never loses focus to where it's like mission, mission, mission. And everyone's like, man, he's a cold, unfeeling robot. And it's like, no, because I care about you and the team. I want us focused on the mission so we all get back home alive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, that is a Cyclops thing. And Night Thrasher is, I want to be a leader. I have the resources. I have the know-how. I'm very smart. I'm very proficient. Berserker rage! <laughs> I gotta kill somebody! Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You, can't ha- you can't do that. You cannot be that way as a leader. You've got to hold something back and remember what the mission is. Because if you don't, you can put the entire team in jeopardy with your shenanigans. So I say that it's Night Thrasher, and and I'm hoping I'm hoping he makes a turnaround. Who do you have? Who are you worried about, Jared? Well, I'm worried about pretty persuasion. <laughs> for so many reasons. But uh, definitely the Xenia on a top of villains. <laughs> um, but in a more serious vein, yeah. It's weird. I gave my ultimate warrior to Night Thresher, and he also gets my ultimate warrior. Because, yeah, he's clearly got some issues that when your own team has to spend time and effort holding you back during a fight, you, you've done something wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. So we've said ultimate warrior. We've said ultimate warrior. And now we rate the book. One, two, ten overall ratings. And you first, Jared, who do you, what do you write the book? Issue four, uh, New Warriors. Issue four, I very much liked it. Again, for a book that introduces a ton of new characters, it didn't feel too ham-handed, and it was brisk, and I liked it. And, of course, the art is still solid because it's Bagley. So I think I'm at a real solid eight here. I'm really liking it. I like where it's going. Solid eight. So we switch here. I'm at a nine for the book. because ah, okay. Gotcha. Like there were there were some points that I mean you saw the Captain America picture that was freaking outstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a picture when Speedball was jumping in and coming in and talking with um, Ty, where he did it was just a super dynamic picture with the bubbles and he's coming in and like and not looking overly muscled. You know he's looking like a well built teenager and mm-hmm. just like 
Bagley's starting to shine. And mm-hmm. I mean, and it's one of the reasons that you look at it and why you could see why this book had the following or started getting the following that it did because it was a pretty interesting storyline uh, that wasn't just your run-of-the-mill cookie-cutter Marvel storyline at the time. And the artwork was fantastic, too. So, yeah, I'm at a nine. So we flip-flop from the cover to the story, but I think we're right around the same place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's see. They're doing research to the chat as well. Um, somebody else mentioned that the... The, mm-hmm. the the psionics were in an initiative was, in siege, but he's yeah, that kind was of Scott, verified, I think. okay, yeah, that was Scott, but he's kind of uh, well clearly verified that, and that they never aside from that they never really go out of the new warriors, which is weird because they're I think they're a decent team that you know, like you said maybe just waiting for the right creator to find the right use for them. You never know. I mean, when you have a universe like Marvel does, not every character can get to the forefront. I'm always forever awed that. People forget now because Robert Downey Jr. has just completely revolutionized Iron Man. Before mm-hmm. the Iron Man movie came out, Iron Man, the character, was a B-lister. Mm-hmm. He was not an A-list Marvel character. He just simply wasn't. And then Robert Downey Jr. comes out and just, <laughs> and all of a sudden Marvel had to adjust and say, yep. We need to get super good writers on this book, and we need to make him a a list character that he is in the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe. You you have to; it's just a no brainer. Um, and I hope that you know every comic book deserves his run. Another one would be Black Panther. Black Panther really saw I me mean, for about fifteen plus years or so. You had King T'Challa just sitting there, like no one using him. No yeah. one was using. And, and then Chris Priest came out, Priest and Tashera came out with that wonderful book, and, and all That's of a sudden he's back. But it just yeah. makes you wonder, it's like, you know, like, why the heck, it makes you wonder why the heck was he ever on the shelf, which means that the creative team that came out with the book did a great job of showing you everything that was awesome about the character. So, like, you can only hope for that. I mean, not necessarily Cyanex, but any book that, mm-hmm. you know, someone has read in the past and they want to get a revival on, you just hope that those books get the chance and get that opportunity. Certainly so. Cool. Let me do some script reading here. Uh, are there any comments before I start doing that, Jared? Before I close uh, up? No, uh, just uh, just some uh, a question from Scott. Did they try to turn Tony into a teenager for a while before the film took off? I can't, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> don't yes. Just, yes. The answer to that question is yes. The Avengers... In the 90s, they were just, at one point, they had run out of ideas for Tony Stark, and they reverted him back to a teenager. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> I, must, it, no, I it, must have fallen out of it at that point. It was right before they did the Heroes um, Reborn thing. Oh, before okay. So, yeah. They rebooted. Yeah. And um, the catalyst to it was, uh, I think, X-Men and Onslaught which was that combination of Magneto and Professor X. And then like trying to solve that whole thing, it created the Heroes Reborn universe that Frank Richards did, blah, 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 blah. But before then, they turned the Wasp into like this moth butterfly-like character. It was just weird. Like, (laughs) like I mean, they were just, you could tell it was almost like they were just doing Mad Libs at that point. Like the Wasp, 
turns into a butterfly <laughs> and she emerges from a cocoon. Yeah. It, the Avengers had better days is, uh, is the best way, most constructive way to put that. Oh, and, and, and it, in the chat, Cisco, don't, don't worry about the quote unquote repeated info. Somebody has to make sure that Scott's not lying to us. So <laughs> Scott can make up all kinds of stuff we believe in. No, no, that's legit. Uh, we, I, I know I certainly appreciate you doing uh, a little bit of the research and sharing with the chat. So no apologies. Real time, needed. no less. Yeah, yeah no apologies you. needed at all. None at all. Yeah, it's cool to find people who are just engaged and helping out with the show. So thanks. Yep. And Courtney rated the book a nine. We cannot forget her and mm-hmm. her awesome contributions as well. But let me go ahead and close out the show. Please come back and join us for the next episode. We're discussing New Warriors 5 and we're talking about Star Thief? That's what? All right, yeah. <laughs> that's real, Let's go with that. <laughs> Let's go with that. Star yeah. Thief? Yeah, Star right. Thief. Yeah. And if you like to hear more from us, Long Boss Crusade is on the Podcast Universe, everywhere you can find podcasts. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon. Just look up Long Box Crusade. You can go old school and email us because we're now at a point where we're saying email is old school. Mm-hmm. God bless us all. Mm-hmm. And contact at longboxcrusade.com. If you want to come and join Crusaders Club, like about 30 or so people have, please do. We love to have you. We give out free swag all over the place. It's at $1 a month. And if your name isn't Jason Albrecht, you could join right away. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. We love to have you. Absolutely. Um, Jared. Tell them where you can be found, sir. Oh, I can be found all over the internet. I'm at Yard Sale Artist, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's all at Yard Sale Artist. What about you, Delvin? You can find me on Twitter at D-E-E underscore R-A-Y-1977. You can find me on Instagram if you want to at Delvin Ray. And please follow the Instagram feed uh, for Longbox Crusade. I think I'm at the point now where I have more posts than followers. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't mind because I'm just spreading the word of the Longbox Crusade. So I'm happy and honored to do it. But yeah, please go there, leave feedback, leave com- leave comments. I would love for that thing to jump off. Um, it would be great. Uh, but for now, we are done. We thank you all for showing up and listening to us talk. And as Jared bangs his Libby cans as just a reminder of everyone to come out to play. Hey, you, you want to freeze, Jared? You want to freeze? Fan is still blowing. New Warriors, come out to play. music is provided by musical genius joe november check out his soundcloud at j-o-s-e-f-l-i-n-9-9 you won't regret it